0: Hi everyone, it's Chris and Sarah. We just want to let you know that this is our first podcast and it did go a little rough in the beginning and it sounds a little bit scripted. (laughs) So about three minutes in, we said held the script and just started being ourselves.
1: Yeah, so if you guys can make it through the first couple of minutes of our uh, very uh, rough sounding uh, podcast, it does get really, really good. So without further ado, we'll let you enjoy. Welcome to Entrepreneur Nation, brought to you by Lang Creative. We created this podcast to share valuable information with people who are looking to start or grow their own business. I'm Christopher Lang. I've been an entrepreneur for just over 10 years now, and my specialty is in the creative and e commerce realm, and I currently own and operate several companies inside that space.
0: And I'm Sarah Lang. I've only been an entrepreneur for a short time, but my experience in management, training, and most importantly, Customer communications and marketing play a vital role in any new business.
1: Together, we started Lang Creative about a year ago, uh, more so as a way to share our artwork with the world. But as time went on, we began to get more and more people asking us for advice on how to start their own businesses. Uh, We wanted to find a way to easily share that information with everybody rather than the people who just have direct access to us. So we decided to create this podcast. Uh, This is our very first podcast episode So we decided to start out with our topic being the top five mistakes most entrepreneurs for the first time or first, the top five mistakes most first time entrepreneurs make when they're starting a business.
0: We're going to list them off real quick for you, all five, so you can, and then we'll go into each point a little bit um, more detail. So the top five are not fully forming your idea trying to go too big or do too much all at once thinking you'll get rich quick giving up when you don't see immediate results and trying to do everything yourself so for our first bullet point going diving right in uh not fully forming your idea this is something that we see all the time uh, the people will come up to us ask us about how to start your own business how do you, you know, how do I get this? I'm ready for a website. And I hear this a lot for you because you are a web developer. Um, I'm ready to start my website. And you're like, okay, what's your business? I'm selling shoes. Okay, what's your, what's your brand name? Shoe Kingdom. That's taken.
1: What do you mean that's taken?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you really want to think about those and look into that. Is that web domain even ready? Is that uh, business idea already taken? I, you know come on help me out here uh, so yeah
1: so so on top of that so with with not fully forming the idea and we're going to go with the i want to sell shoes example uh, a lot of the things that you really want to think about first who is your competition who else is selling shoes what are they selling what type of audience are they selling to so now what sets the shoes you want to sell what sets them apart from other people's shoes what makes you special so if i'm looking online and i see Joe Schmo shoe company, Bob Smith shoe company, and your shoe company, what's going to make me come to you over them? Do you maybe have a specific type of niche? Do you have a built in custom super flying jet sole that no one else sells? What what is it that's going to make your brand, in this instance, your shoes? different than other people. It could just be you. It could literally just be the way that you're going to market and present the idea is what sets it apart. And that's okay. But having some sort of comprehension in your head or some sort of understanding as to what's going to set you apart, in addition to knowing how did your competitors get started? Who are your competitors? So if you're looking and you go just find other shoe companies, go to their about page and read about them, read about their story and how they got started, really understand what it is you're getting yourself into and what it is you're trying to offer to the market before you just jump in and say, I want a website, or I want to start my social, or I want to whatever X, Y, and Z.
0: One thing I like to do is I use a very common business model, which is called thought, plan, process. Uh, you think about your idea, so your how, what it is. Really think all of it through, and then you make the process. Is so you go through and you check, like, is this brand name available? Is this domain available? How? What's my market like? Is it saturated? Should I go? Should I pivot? Um, and then you make once you've cleared out all of that, you've kind of done your break it test. Then you go into pro. Uh, thought, plan, process. (laughs) Lost my last P there. Um, And really start digging into how it's going to work and what you truly need to make this work. So thought, plan, process is going to be one of your key things to do in that first vital step of forming your idea.
1: Yeah, because anyone that you're going to go to for advice, because what we see a lot, I I know you do, I know I I, I also do, and I'm sure anyone else that anyone's going to ask for entrepreneurial advice, They're going to come at you with, I want to sell shoes, and the entrepreneur or the mentor, whoever you're asking for advice, is going to come back at you with, okay, well... X, Y, Z, they're going to come at you and fire at you five, 10 different questions that they believe you should already have the answers to. And I see people getting offended and think almost that they're being attacked and say like, well, you didn't think about this. So you're a shitty person. It's not that you're a shitty person or that we think your idea is bad. It's these are things that need to be considered before we can even give you any real advice in the area. Because if you don't have the answer to those questions, um, my first piece of advice would be get me the answers to those questions. Yes. So like finish your thought process on what you want to do. Real and think about the elevator pitch. You want to be able to pitch your entire idea to somebody in the time it takes you to ride an elevator. You want your entire idea to flow seamlessly in 30 seconds or less. And if you can't do that, you're not ready to really start diving into the doing yet. You're still in the thought plan process phase. I agree. So I guess so that's gonna bring us into Our next thing, and it's a very good tangent, our next item on our list was trying to go too big or do too much all at once. Because some people will do the exact opposite. You have the under planners, but then you have the people who have planned 10 years in the future. They have phase 1, phase 2, phase 3 to phase 10 lined up, ready to roll. It is set in stone. It is locked, and this is how it's going to go. And what these people are forgetting is especially a new business that has not even been tested yet – you haven't done any market traction test. Yes. Your immediate friends and family who are either going to, you know, suck up to you and tell you how amazing it is because every little piddly circle you drew on a piece of paper has been a fridge worthy artwork, or you're going to have the people that hate on you because you're doing what they want to be doing. But Those are the only people when you're first launching that have probably really heard your idea through. You haven't tested the market. The people that you need to buy your product or service, you don't know what they're going to want. So you might need to to pivot immediately and make a hard left turn. And now those next nine phases you had planned that were locked in stone and you spent so long getting ready are completely thrown out the window because they don't make sense when you had to pivot. I see this the most when um,
0: college students graduate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the first thing a college graduate thinks is, I'm going to get an $80,000 a year job.
1: I have a piece of paper that's I, essentially worthless.
0: And, um, you know, I'm, I hear it a lot, too. They're like, I'm going to, you know, once I get my certification in eyebrow waxing, I'm going to go get my, I'm going to make my own eyebrow bar. Do you realize how much overhead that is? Do you realize how much work that is?
1: My computer
0: just died. Oh, no. Um, well, there goes my notes. <laughs> I, so that's something that you really want to think about. Or sorry, I'm without my laptop, I feel like I'm flying blind now. <laughs> I yeah, thinking when you graduate college, you have to realize that just because you have that piece of paper doesn't mean that you are going to be able to Necessarily buy and start your own business. Yes, if you have a family that can help support you and help create that and you have that support system, great, good for you. I'm really proud for you. But the most of people are not going to be able to do that. I know I couldn't do that right when I got out of college. There was no way I was going to be able to take all that student loan and then on top of it add more loans.
1: Well, exactly. So like, don't plan too much. Don't try to do 50 different things. If you want to sell shoes, Start simple. Start with your social media. Start with your website. You don't need a shoe user forum to build an entire community of shoe enthusiasts in phase A. The market may not even want that forum and you're not going to know that until you see what your market and what your audience actually is. Until you see the people that are interacting with your brand and purchasing your products or services, you don't know what they really want. You can only guess what your market's going to want. So don't plan based on your assumptions of what the market's going to want.
0: That segues into our next bullet point, which was thinking you'll get rich quick. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You won't. You won't. Yeah. I wish uh, you might, you have a, you know, a one in a billion chance of being the next Amazon But even he started off in a garage. Uh, You might be the next Apple, who also started in a garage. Uh, You have to think of those things and think about where they started, your mentors, and
1: How long it took them to get to the success that you're seeing now.
0: I remember, you know, one thing I like to point out to people is I remember when Amazon first came out, I refused to use it. I was like, oh, online, like buying (laughs) stuff. I'm from a small (laughs) town in Iowa. We're too conservative for that. And... Then I think it was when I moved to New Jersey is when I started using Amazon. And that was like six, seven years ago. And it had been around for like 10 years. Ever
1: by that point. Yep. I, so. And you, now I promise you, the boxes don't stop showing up on my doorstep.
0: I am the queen of Amazon. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that two, you know, instant gratification of two days or less. And sometimes right on your doorstep by the end of the day. <laughs> Very exciting. I but yes, so don't just think that you're going to get rich quickly and you can't you can't start a business for just wanting to be rich if you're doing that you're not going to be passionate about what you're actually selling if you're doing it just for money I can go get 12 jobs just for money and I'm going to be miserable and that's the same thing as starting a business just for money you're going to be miserable
1: because then it becomes a job you don't want when you're an entrepreneur you don't want what you're doing to seem like a job A job is somewhere you go to begrudgingly to get a paycheck. And if you're going to bother starting your own business and going through the immense amount of nonsense that comes along with starting your own business and being your own boss, you have to make sure you love what you're doing at the very, very least. Otherwise, it's just an even shittier job with way less pay. You're definitely not going to get rich. And again, I like to go to the iceberg example where people see the top of the iceberg and that's only 10%. They don't see 90% of that iceberg underwater. And what that represents is they see these people that those Gary V's, those Steve jobs, they see these entrepreneurs and the success they have in what they're doing now. And that's what they want, which is good. That is, that should be the dream. But what they don't see is the nine years before that, where they ate shit and they did the tw- 20 hour work days barely sleeping not seeing their family and basically killing themselves to get to the position that they're in now but no one wants to do that they want to skip over all of that and go right to well i'm going to start a business and within a year i'm going to be a millionaire I'm no you're, you're not you're not there's a, again about one in a billion if if that is you and you you start a business and you're a millionaire within a year I praise you more to you may I'd love to have if that is you please I'd love to have you on our podcast cuz you know something that we definitely don't and a lot of entrepreneurs that have already successful they don't know it either. So if that if that is you please 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 reach out we would love to have you on the show.
0: Side hint I bet they had a good thought plan and process. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: probably. And if and if that did happen it probably wasn't their very first business. It was probably their fifth or sixth. Yeah. Because once you're experienced in this and you know what to expect, you you can set some, more, some higher expectations going from startup to revenue generating. But on your first one, you have to allow time to screw up and learn from those mistakes and to fail. And so that goes into our next, our fourth topic here, which is giving up if you don't see those immediate results. I, you know, for
0: this one, I think of, Elon Musk, look at SpaceX. Do you think everything went fine and dandy all the time? Oh. No. We
1: watched Watch a- the it. Watch the news. Whoa. You know it did not.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, and but did he shut himself down? Did he give up? No. He was like, oh, I made a mistake.
1: No, he built a flamethrower <laughs> so he could take out his aggression via flame. <laughs>
0: he made his own music studio and released his own music. He, he found ways to channel that anger or that frustration and make it into something even better. And he then made another rocket or his team helped him, whatever. And they succeeded as a team. But they didn't give up when they didn't see that first result. They didn't, weren't like, oh, my gosh, we're about to go bankrupt and I'm going to give up. No, they were like, let's add more money to this pump."
1: Fail. because because failing can be the most powerful tool and the most powerful learning tool anyone can ever have because you do not learn anything from success or from succeeding in something you learn from failing if you don't fail You're never really going to grow. You're not always going to have the answer and how you deal with that failure. There's really two types of people when it comes to failure. Those that learn from what the situation and what happened and use it to grow and those that shut down and regress. Uh, There's not really anyone that's in between there. You're either one or the other. And really, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be the type of person that learns and progresses if you're the type of person that will regress and shut down if you fail once. I I, I I hate to say it, but I don't think being an entrepreneur is right for you. I think you should probably just go have someone else who was an entrepreneur pay your paycheck for the rest of your life. There's nothing wrong with that. There's that no That problem. is absolutely a great option for some people. For others, it's not. You just have to decide what type of person you are or what type of person you can be. You can grow.
0: And I think a lot of people jump into being an entrepreneur because they feel like that's that's the status quo right now. Everybody's an entrepreneur. You can't be successful at life if you're
1: working for someone else. Yes you can. Well, look times. at CEOs at Goldman Sachs and shit. They're not they weren't entrepreneurs, but they're getting 10 million dollars a year. They're pretty damn successful if yeah. you ask me. There's a lot of successful careers out there and occupations that you can do and engineers like you, you
0: don't have to be your own boss and sometimes that's absolutely amazing that you're not your own boss uh, that, I mean, I think sometimes I kind of fall into that trap of like, I, you know, I want to start my own business, but at the same time I still work and I get a very nice paycheck every two weeks. It's hard to give that up and risk it all. And then there's the point where you don't have to, I'm learning that right now. That's what have been, one of my roadblocks is do I give this up and just try to put it all in or do I continue working? You can do both. You don't have to give it up. You can can still run your business and work a job or a career. You can have two careers.
1: Exactly. Yeah. you, You want to kind of start it as a side hustle, especially if you have a good paying job at like already. I can absolutely speak from experience that worrying whether or not you're going to sell enough product or service that week or in a month to be able to pay your rent is fucking terrifying not knowing where your next paycheck is coming in because now I don't have, you know, Bob Smith who started a company years and years ago or just happens to be my boss writing me a check every two weeks. If I don't earn money, my bills don't get paid. That's it.
0: And when you have a significant other- Oh, it gets
1: um, way harder. They get pretty cranky when they ask you, well, can we buy this? And you have to say, well, I don't know if I'm getting paid this month, so we have to wait. It doesn't fly for very long
0: when you're a week out from rent being due and you're going
1: don't worry I'll make a sale I swear I got this (laughs) I
0: got this I got this don't worry about it That is, you know, for me, that was terrifying and I had a hard time, but I'm glad that we stayed together and we, we fought through it together. And that's the other thing, having a support
1: system. Absolutely. You need that. You need a support system because shit isn't always going to be sunshine and rainbows. And if, when you get down on yourself, you just have people that say, yeah, you know what? You should probably give up and go get a job. That's where your mindset's going to go. You need that support system that will help you get through that. Be like, yo, we got this. Let's do it together. And so again, that support system, it's just not quitting and real and being able to only take the amount of risk that you think you can. Don't try to take that, you know, too big of a risk and just quit your job because I want to go start doing this and this is my passion. Right. But now you're homeless and it's very, very hard to be a social media influencer when you're homeless. <laughs>
0: That brings us right into number five, which is trying to do everything by yourself and playing off of number four of giving up when you don't see results. One thing I think is always a great thing to do. If you decide that you want to go sell shoes, go work for a shoe brand. Where are you going to get the most knowledge and figure out the ins and outs of the industry, what works, what doesn't work, hear what the customer's problems are within those
1: stores. Someone already doing it. Yeah,
0: you, you take all of that knowledge that you just learned from that brand or that company or that whoever you're working for. And you use that to start your own. Now don't start it while you still work there because that's
1: a non-compete. There's some intellectual property things going on. But you can't, yeah. They
0: can't take away the knowledge that you learn from working there. You just go work somewhere else like Burger King.
1: <laughs> and if and honestly, if you can't, let's say you have a high-paying job, you're a designer, and you but you want to sell shoes because you're gonna make this really cool dope design on the shoes. You don't have to necessarily go work for a shoe company, but go find someone who owns a shoe company and ask them questions. Because one thing about successful entrepreneurs or even unsuccessful entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs in general like to talk. A lot of them are a little full of themselves. So they're always they're always happy to share their experience with anyone who's willing to listen.
0: It's true. Uh, You can get so much information from somebody if you just ask but it's also making sure that you're going in with the proper questions um, and not wasting that person's time. If you're not serious about it, don't ask somebody to be your mentor because that's just wasting their time, and that's really rude.
1: Exactly. And so the other thing is when sticking specifically with the not trying to do everything yourself, when you're an entrepreneur, if you just sell shoes, for example, or you're just a designer, you're doing just your core function and you might be phenomenal at it. But when you're an entrepreneur, you're not just that designer or that shoe salesman. You are now the accountant, the social media expert, the marketing expert, the business operations the expert, the training development, exa- the project manager, the CEO, the, the influencer of your own the, company, yeah, the C everything. Oh, yeah, you are the everything. So, and you're not going to be strong at all of those things. So, if you find, if you take a list and you list all of the different things that you need to run your business, <laughs> and you, live, you you check off the ones that you are great at, things that you like to do, things that you're good at. And then you find other people who, are, who have the same vision as you, who share your main goal and are good at the things that you're bad at. Find people that complement your weaknesses.
0: Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. You look at a lot of teams that you see right now. And they built a great support system around themselves, and that's why they're so successful. Is because they had that. They didn't take on everything themselves. You're not going to be able to have a Twitter an Instagram, a TikTok and a Facebook going all at the same time. When you're brand new. That's a lot of content to just be making. And that's-
1: While you're doing every other piece of your business, exactly.
0: So think of, you know, really narrow in on one, get it going, get it started. And maybe then you could hire somebody or bring somebody on that could do it for a small percentage of your company, whatever it is. However you work that out where they can just take over, but you still have oversight of it.
1: And giving up that equity, especially in the beginning, if you could find someone who you believe has as much passion and drive as you, is actually a better option because I know a lot of you are thinking, oh, it's cool. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, I can outsource all of that. You can. You're absolutely right. You can. But the difference between outsourcing that and finding someone who owns a percentage of the business and shares a common goal is that the outsource people will do exactly the bare minimum of what you ask them. Maybe a little bit more if you pay a little bit more, but most startups aren't very well funded, nor should they be. And that, that'll be a whole different topic about why you shouldn't have a very well funded startup. Um, however, the person who has equity is now invested in the success of this business. So while they might, you know, they're going to go above and beyond. So now, while you might only own 75% of your business, you have a partner who owns 25% who is going to be fighting and struggling just as much as you are to get to that success. And personally, I'd rather have 1% equity share in a billion dollar business than 100% equity share in a business that's bankrupt.
0: I agree 100%. This has been a personal struggle of mine, Um, and I've just recently finally got over that hurdle of not wanting to give up any of my company. Yes, it is my baby. Yes, I created it, but it takes an army to move a mountain, so it's going to take an army to build a business.
1: Absolutely, 100%. Uh, So I know we are running out of time here. We want to keep make sure that our episodes aren't any longer than a half an hour because while we are incredibly interesting to listen to, once you hit in half an hour, you really can't listen to anybody drone on about pretty much anything anymore. So uh, we're so just to sum it up, I want to run through our list one more time is just some bullet points. So the top five things that first-time entrepreneurs tend to make mistakes on when they're first starting out. Number one, not fully forming the idea. Number two, trying to go too big or do too much all at once. Number three, thinking you'll get rich quickly. Number four, giving up when you don't get rich quickly or get immediate results. And number five, trying to do everything yourself. So
0: uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who is listening, even if you're, you know, mostly our family and friends. Uh, this is our first podcast, and it's such an honor to, one, be here and to take that step towards doing something that pushes me a little bit out of my comfort zone. True. Um, and we hope that you like, subscribe, and Whatever share. you do
1: in podcasting, yeah, follow, share, definitely.
0: Um, We'd appreciate it and tell people and, you know, if you have any questions or comments or anything you want to hear about on this um, on these shows or on these episodes, let us know. Leave a comment so we can then create something and really help you drive your future business. Right.
1: Yeah. Our ultimate goal is to really give advice that's going to be practical that people can actually take to the bank. A lot of people tell you, here, you know, go start a marketing plan. But they're not going to tell you how to start a marketing plan, and that's what we want to do. We we want to actually give practical advice. So the more questions you guys have, the better our content's going to be. Again, uh, like Sarah said, thank you so much. We're so honored for, to, that you guys are listening to us. And uh, until next time.
0: Until next time.